Firm Foundation is an outreach of the Primitive Baptist Churches of DeKalb County. New Bildad Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Seven Springs community on New Bildad Road each Sunday morning at 10.30, Sunday night at 6, and Wednesday night at 6.30. The Mount View Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Shiny Rock community on Old Blue Springs Road each Sunday morning at 10.30. Your speaker today is Elder Ricky Arnold, pastor at the Mount View Church. Our text will come from 1 Peter. I'd like to get a verse in 
chapter 3 and then a few verses in chapter 4 of the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 17 is where we'll begin. While you're turning there, the Apostle Paul told the church at Ephesus, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. And we need all the counsel of God. We need that kind of preaching. Now, I love to preach on grace, but not everything in this book is grace. Now, last week we spoke about disappointments and how to deal with those things. And this is a difficult subject in a way, but it's a, it's a reality subject in the world we live in in this mistreatment. Verse 17 of First Peter chapter 3 says, For it is better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Now we should expect when we do the wrong thing to receive suffering or chastisement, but sometimes when we do the right thing, we face troubles and trials, don't we? And that's the reality of the world we live in. And when you deal with these things, many people say things to try to help someone without giving them a lot of thought. Maybe we've said it ourselves, but have you ever heard this one? Everything happens for a reason. Now be careful. Because, you see, if everything, if the reason behind everything is God, then you're going to assign God to cause him trouble. Yeah. That's not so. We know better than that. Right. Now, I'll be like Elder Michael Goins. He said he heard that so much that finally somebody said it to him, and he said, you're right, most of the time the reason that is sin. Well, that's the reality. Whether it's somebody else's sin or my sin or trouble the devil causes But let's not assign that to God. But the reality is, in this world we do suffer and have mistreatment. Right over in 1 Peter chapter 4, I want to read verse 8. We'll come back to chapter 4 and get some verses if God will be our helper. In verse 8 it says, And above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Charity is from the word agape. It's love. It's as a love with an action. Aren't we glad that the Lord had charity on us? Then sometimes it's necessary for us to show a little charity. You see, if we got upset every time somebody spoke a misdeed toward us or something, what we should consider a minor offense, we would never we would never get along with anybody, would we? But the truth of the matter is, first off, in the minor things, we show charity one to another. And I'll give you an example of this, and when I read this, it makes a pretty amazing example. When Abraham Lincoln was elected president, one of the men that had opposed him actually didn't like him was a man by the name of Edward Stanton. Edward Stanton said he actually called Abraham Lincoln a fool. Edward Stanton actually said that Abraham Lincoln was a low and cunning clown. Now here's where the Christian charity comes in. When the Civil War broke out, Abraham Lincoln appointed Edward Stanton Secretary of War. And somebody asked, why would you do that? And Lincoln said, he's the best man for the job. 
Now, here's what Charity did. History records that Edward Stanton stood beside Abraham Lincoln's bed when he was dying from his assassination wound with tears and said, There lies the greatest leader of men the world has ever known. Charity can change hearts. You see, dear children, sow the seeds of love and kindness and it may make a difference. If it doesn't make a difference in their life, it'll make a difference in ours. There's an even greater level of persecution that needs to be talked about. Minor things we can deal with through the grace of God. But in Matthew chapter 18, listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 7. He says, now these are the words of the Lord Himself. He said, Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Jesus Christ plainly says here that offenses and trouble is going to come, and they need to come. Why? Because we need to look to where the right answers are. And Jesus Christ is those that... In 2 Timothy, we know that they that live God, it tells us in 2 Timothy, they that live godly shall suffer persecution. We've, we've preached, I preached on that before. We've heard that all of our lives. They that live godly shall suffer persecution. Jesus Himself said to the disciples before He went to the cross of Calvary, if you read in the 15th chapter, He says, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hates you. And you don't have to look far out in the world today and see that that those that follow the Christian life and and stand up for what's right. Now, we live in a time when the world says... Very much, his, the Bible tells us, woe unto them that call good evil and evil good, but that's the world we live in today. Things that are wrong are promoted, and if you stand up and say, well, that's just wrong. You're being intolerant. Well, maybe I am. I'm not, to, I'm not supposed to tolerate sin. I ought to hate sin in my life. But here's the thing. These offenses are going to come. Back where we were at in First Peter... 1 Peter chapter 4. Let's go down and read verses 13 through 15 and we'll come back and forth to these verses if God will permit. Verse 13, But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when His glory shall be revealed ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for Christ. Uh, for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he's evil spoken of, but on your part he's glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Dear children, count it joy when you suffer for the Lord. Because, dear children, standing for the Lord is always going to be right, whether it's popular or not. Persecution is inevitable. It's going to come. The Lord said it was going to come. In this world you shall have tribulation. He tells us that. But He tells us we ought to set boundaries. Now, when He sent out His disciples, and I believe uh, that's in the 10th chapter of Matthew, that He told them to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. What does that mean? Boil it down to its simplest part. Harmless as dove means I'm not out to hurt anybody. But I ought to be like the serpent and be wise enough to be watching that I don't put myself where I'm going to get hurt. You see? 
So how do we deal with the world in which we live in when persecutions become the normal? We live in a challenging time. We were just talking about some of the times that we're living in before services started. Looks like things may be hard and people do drastic things when times get hard. Who are we going to look to? Where are we going to find our answers? We're going to find them in the Lord. Who we depend on is not going to change regardless of whether the times are good or whether the times are bad. We're still going to trust the Lord. So in Psalms 37, and we're going to spend a great deal of time for the rest of what time we're, I'm here in Psalms chapter 37. And, and basically he gives us some do's and some don'ts. Let's read starting in Psalms chapter 37. We'll begin at verse 1 read down through about verse 9. And I encourage you when you have the chance to read the entire chapter 37. It would be good. Psalms chapter 37 verse 1 says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, as thy, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth thee in his way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. We'll talk about first three things. Now you're going to say, Preacher, some of this is just not in my nature. You didn't have to tell me that. It's not my nature. These things you got to work at. Don't. Don't get uptight. Don't fret. Don't become anxious. That's hard not to do, isn't it? Right. What are we not to fret over, evildoers? He tells us that three times in the verse that I've read, in the verses that I read. Fret not thyself. Don't get all wound up because there's an answer. What is it? We read it in Peter where we were just a minute ago. and we, If you want to mark both places, we're going to go back and forth to First Peter. And what did he say? It told us in First Peter. Let's go back to First Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts and be ready always to answer to every man that asketh you of the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. Sanctify the Lord in your hearts. That means set Him apart that you're looking to Him and you're depending on Him and you're ready to answer on what He has taught, not on what the world has pushed you into. It doesn't matter what the world thinks about anything. It doesn't matter what popular opinion is. I wasn't called to preach a popular opinion. Here's the thing. Sanctify the Lord in your heart and don't get all uptight. Don't fret over the evildoers of this world. They're going to, they, they've always been there. And they'll be there till the Lord ends this earth. What else? That we all read, fret not is here three times. Verse 1, verse 7, and verse 8 in the scriptures that I read. What else ought we not to do? We ought not panic. That's easy to do when you when you face with trouble, when you're faced with threats, when you're faced with persecution, when you're faced with evil doing. Our human nature sometimes is to panic, isn't it? What's the answer? 
in verse 5. Verse 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. See, we need to commit our way to being what the Lord's way is. Now here's another thing. Verse 7. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. That's hard, that's hard on man, isn't it? Wait patiently on the Lord. Here's something we need to learn. The Lord does not work on my timetable. Right. He don't work on your timetable either. Right. He works on what's, what He knows to be right and best. And we need to commit ourselves to what He teaches us. Where we were at over in Peter. Don't be intimidated. I said we go back and forth to, to First Peter. Verse 14 of the third chapter, it says, But any if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happier ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Now we talked about all the things that are going on in the world, and it seems like everybody, panic and fear, it's obvious to be seen. Star shelves are all empty over a virus that only affected a fraction of the country. Fear is easy to drive people to do strange things. But God did not give us the spirit of fear. You know, if this, if this, if this, whatever it is, becomes more widespread, and it may, I don't know that. I don't have the answer to that. I know this. God's got me this far, and ever how far I've got to go in this world, He get me the rest of the way. Commit my way to Him. Trust in Him. Whatever comes. Here's another don't. Don't lose your temper. Well, that's a hard one. It is. I'll admit it is for me. Verse 8 of where we're at in Psalms uh, uh, chapter 37. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Why do you think that? Fret not yourself to do evil. Most of the time, ang- anger will drive you to doing it. You ever heard people say this? You get hurt, you know, you're faced with a trouble, you're faced with a problem, you know, well, do something if it's wrong. That's never the right thing to do, the wrong thing. And that's what anger will usually drive you to, is the wrong thing. Ephesians tells us, and I, I can remember Elder Young, my father in the ministry, standing here right where I'm at preaching on this same thing. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. What's that? Put that away from you quickly. Well, are there any things that we should do? Well, yes, there is. Right here in Psalms 37. Make up your mind that you're going to leave the consequences to the Lord. Because what He does will be right. Verse 3 of this... 37th uh, chapter of Psalms. Trust in the Lord and do good. So, so shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Do good. Do the right thing and trust the Lord for the consequences. It doesn't matter what everybody else does. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what the world thinks. Trust the Lord. Now, you've heard me preach on this before and use this passage of Scripture that you remember when Peter, he denied his Lord. He, he's going to throw in the towel and give up, and he went fishing. And the Lord appears to him and says, feed my lambs and feed my sheep. And Peter, I've still got a job for you. And then Peter looks at the Apostle John and says, what's he going to do, Lord? Isn't that our nature? Well, what, what's he going to do? What did the Lord answer him? He said, what is that to thee if he tarry till I come again? Follow thou me. Jesus' answer was, it don't matter what He's going to do. I'll tend to Him. You follow me. Oh, our nature gets in our way, doesn't it? It sure does. It gets in my way. It'll get in yours. Here's one of the things we need to learn to do. We need to learn to commit our way 
to the Lord and do what's right and leave the outcome to Him. Another thing we need to do, find our happiness in the Lord. If you find it happiness in the world, you find it happiness in, in circumstances or in people or that's going to let you down every time. The Bible tells me, the Psalms tells me, put not thy trust in princes. Brother Michael Goins preached a wonderful sermon here on that years ago. Don't trust in that. Find your delight. Verse 4 of Psalms 37, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. he give you the things you need. I can speak from personal experience. At times in my life that I've been troubled, in times that I'm in my life that I've faced things that overwhelmed me, the peace that I can I cannot describe comes from separating myself and spending some all right, Lord, let me bring my problem to you. Help me. Read God's word, listen to a sermon, hear some singing. Delight. There's joy can be found in everyday living by looking to the Lord. And trust the future to our God. That's the next one we do. In verse five. We already said, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him. Trust that He will, shall bring it to pass. That's what it says. Trust also in Him that He shall bring it to pass. Dear children, we trust the Lord. Second Timothy tells me, For I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that He is able to bring that which I have committed unto Him, keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. Do we believe God's able? Amen. Well, let's trust Him. That in trusting the Lord... Now, I talked about things that people say that they don't really think about. Now, people say this one just like this, this right there in the Bible. But it's not. I bet you've heard this one. You've got to forgive and forget. The Bible don't say it says forgive. It say, it's, against, it's just it's common sense that you're going to forget when somebody's done wrong. Yeah. What does that mean, forgive? Well, let, let me put it in these terms. Do you know anybody that was more mistreated than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? He didn't forget what happened to him, but he said, from the cross of Calvary, Father, forgive them. They know not what to do. He forgave us, didn't he? What does that mean? Dear children, if we, it means we're not, when we forgive someone, it means we're not going to let that bitterness and that anger hold us back. I'm not going to be held hostage. I'm going to trust in the Lord and go forward. I can't undo that. But it didn't mean I'd forget it. All these things about trusting the Lord. Trust the Lord, and we're going to get to that answer in just a minute. Wait patiently on the Lord. Isaiah tells us that if our mind is stayed on Him, we're kept in perfect peace. The last thing I'm going to go over, and we're going to look at, so we're right here in the Psalms. We're going to move back a couple of chapters, Psalms 35. Psalms 35, and I'm going to restart at verse 1. It says, Plead my cause, O Lord. Them that strive with me fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let me let them be confounded and put to shame that seek my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chafe before the wind and let the angel of the Lord chase them. And you read the entire chapter and what's he saying? Lord, these evildoers, these troublemakers, you judge them. You deliver me because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. That 
in Romans chapter 12 is where that comes from, and I'm going to read that. Romans chapter 12, and starting at verse 17, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. And if he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And I'm going to quote Elder Harold Hunt from East Tennessee. Love your enemies. It'll drive them crazy. That's not your motive. Your motive is to serve God. But you leave the consequences to Him. And I will make two passages of Scripture here that will illustrate my point in leaving these things in God's hands. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 6, it says, For whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom He receiveth. Whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 13. It says, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Let me tell you something, dear children. God's going to settle the account somewhere someday for every child of God whom He bought with His own shed blood, whom I love, I chasten. That's what the Bible said. And for those that are not His, there's 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 a punishment coming. God will even up the balance in His own good time and his own good way. Now, you may be sitting there saying, well, preacher, this just wasn't an easy sermon to hear. It wasn't an easy sermon to preach either. But dear children, we need... Paul said, I'm free from the blood of all men. I've not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. And we need to understand what the Bible says about when we're disappointed. We need to understand what the Bible says when we're, dis, when we're mistreated. Because trouble's going to come. The Bible tells me that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And dear children, it's not hard to look around the world in which we're living in today and see that there's some perilous times all around us. All the more reason to find our answers and commit our way unto the Lord. Because that's the one thing. We... You know, I don't care who your political affiliations is or who you got your confidence in. Or mine either. Our confidence needs to be in our God. And the Lord says He can turn the king's heart as easily as He turns the river. Dear children, I'm going to give you a scriptural admonition. Pray for the leaders of our nation, those you like and those you don't. Because, dear children, we're instructed in God's Word to pray that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life. So dear children, I hope this has been a benefit to you and a blessing to you to see that our answers come from our God. May the Lord bless you and keep you as our prayer.
Thank you for listening. You may write to the Firm Foundation in care of Ricky Arnold, 328 R. Arnold Road, Smithville, Tennessee, 37166. And until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you is my prayer.